0: Hello and welcome to this Farm Advisory Service podcast. My name is Mark MacDonald. I'm on farm here at Mains of Thornton with Murray Cooper and Robin Walker. Uh, Murray, would you like to introduce
1: yourself? Tell us a bit about the farm, the farming system. I'm Murray Cooper, we've farming here since the late 30s, 1930s, even. Um, started organic conversion in 2006 and predominantly. Beef and sheep finishing. Um, last, I took over operations here in late 2012, and sheep numbers have reduced. Cattle numbers have stayed pretty static, and arable areas tend to be more of the main focus of the, of the business now, and a, a bit of contracting as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, Robin, you want to say a bit about your Yeah, background? so I'm
2: uh, Robin Walker. I'm based at Craveston, uh, and most of my work's based around research and low-input and, and organic systems, I guess, uh, but also do lecturing, so I'm involved in the uh, organic uh, postgraduate course where I do the crop production unit and the soils and nutrient cycling unit as well.
0: Okay. You've been doing some intercropping on farm. Do you want to start off by telling us a bit about that, Manny.
1: been growing a variety of things over the years from barley and peas beans and oats this year we tried winter barley winter oil seed rape and the intention was to put in winter beans but they weren't available so it ended up being spring spring beans um, which we'll see later
0: today It's the kind of pros and cons of what's been the most successful mixture do you think?
1: Oats and peas or barley and peas work really well. They're probably the most straightforward thing to mm-hmm. to grow the the head the ripen at the same kind of stage. We'll be trying vetch and oil to drip this winter. Your thoughts on that, Robin? Yeah, that I mean I
2: agree. The the peas with the um either the well, spring peas, um either with uh, spring barley or spring oats has worked pretty well in terms of the trials that we've done uh, and we've kind of been doing them on and off probably since about 2006, 2007 and that's the one that does tend to be the most reliable, shall we say. And uh, I I mean, we've, we're have we currently looking at grown through to combining but we've also looked at whole crop type, type work which I think you've done as well, is that right? Yeah,
1: we do uh, quite uh-huh. a bit of animal silage, whole crop and um
2: so it just gives you a little bit of a an option if yeah. depending on what the season's looking like yeah,
1: but as long as um, it's certified seed purchase yeah, in terms of the organics the yeah, definitely yeah. um,
2: the, I mean the other things that we've been doing a bit more recently is, well, linked partly through um, Scottish Government work but also we're in an EU project called Remix and, and Murray's one of the, the, the farmers involved in that as a, a sort of satellite farm I guess um, but on our hub trials as part of that looking at still looking at peas and, and barley but we're also looking at things like beans and barley but lupins as well okay. and we've also grown um, lentils so we've had lentils in an intercrop with oats which we got about two tons per hectare of grain off it last year but it was exceptionally warm the previous two years we basically just made silage from from it had not gone through to maturity yeah. so most of these intercrops been going for stock feed Yeah. Both on the grain side and the arable s- side? Mostly. Yeah, edible side. yeah, mostly, although there are a few people. I mean, there's, there's a guy called Doug Christie, who's, who's also part of this, this remix project. He was growing molten barley um, and he was looking for kind of, and they think his peas went for f- human consumption as well. So there are, it's not, The most people I think would be definitely stock feed, but yeah. there's a few exceptions. Looking to cut down potter and protein. and imported protein too absolutely, homegrown protein is Mm -hmm. one of the big bushes and soil soil conditioning as well soil improvements
1: um, feeding your next crop coming as well Um,
2: fixing nitrogen for the seeder crop and soil improvements as well depending on the rooting structure, so Mm -hmm. there's a number of things that you're trying to to do Um, and from the organic side as well you're reducing disease pressure by having kind of physical barriers between susceptible species. Yes, yeah, so and breaking up the monoculture, slowing yep. down the spread of... Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, we have tried lupins and triticale. Mm-hmm. Um, we've tried lupins and wheat. Um, if I could get a winter hardy l- lupin variety, I would be very keen to... <laughs> Try it. Yeah.
0: So the challenge with lupins is, is the climate this far north. Would yeah. You say? yeah. Getting it
1: combinable. Yeah.
2: But it does have a good amino acid profile, yeah. which is the big drive to try and get that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you think there's advances in plant breeding which will be helping that?
2: Uh, there's bound to be a little bit. Mm. Um, I mean, we had tried growing soya, um, and the, certainly the plant breeding hadn't <laughs> progressed far enough to <laughs> yeah. to make that successful uh, th- yeah. this far north. Um, I know they're doing it in England now or yeah, yeah, south yeah. Of England. Yeah, Quite successfully, would you say? Yeah, uh, yeah. I about quite successfully but I mean there's Soya UK, so there is a company that that's that's uh-huh. pushing that. But they're you know, they're five hundred odd miles further south than us, so there's a slightly different set yeah. of circumstances Absolutely. to deal with. Anything
0: more than intercropping? It's
1: expensive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what <laughs> aspect of it specifically would you say is expensive? Um seed or
1: the fact you're putting in an extra seed you Way up your percentages of seed to balance the cost, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike myself, I like to just chuck in a full rate of all, all things. So uh, that I think my winter barley and beans and oilseed r- trail field is uh, I think it was a hundred and twelve pounds an acre in seed costs. One hundred four pounds an acre in seed costs. I think. Okay. So,
2: so you've been going for like over a hundred percent. Yeah. right into, yeah i mean some of the the work we've been looking at is using the 100% seed rate of the mm-hmm. individual crops and then splitting that into either a 40% of one and 60% mm-hmm. of the other or vice versa just to try and get and because we're looking primarily at the protein side we've tended to keen to do the 60% of whether it was peas or beans or whatever it happened to be and 40% of the cereal yeah. um, I mean the data is coming through on that but what we had, did find is that you might end up with something like preferential grazing of pests for some one thing or the other so you're tending to get okay. either if it was grown on its own um so we, as part of the testing we have monocrops of the individual species mm-hmm. um, we found that um lupins for example the hare's particularly keen on on those mm-hmm. whereas the lupins that were in the mixed with the grain in the intercrop actually survived okay so we did you know there's a, a sort of risk reduction element yeah. as well to some mm-hmm. extent
0: Cultivations, Mary. Uh, do you want to outline what the kind of cultivations policy has been on the farm in the past, and what you're moving towards, or trying out?
1: Yep. To date, we've been traditionally ploughing a disc, and then one pass. So uh, we have used push and pull combinations before. Front mounted discs, rear mounted leveler. Um, Speed rollers discs at the moment seems to leave a nice fluffy seed bed ready to, for the one pass costing about £73 an acre mm. at home we tried this year Mintel um, using a grassland subsoiler and discs followed by the one pass we'll challenge people later today to identify those fields currently I'd like to bring the two operations into a one pass rather than two separate passes at the moment we haven't got the right get for it yet we're on the on the hunt for um, and going forward moving away from the one pass we'll be using a system chameleon mm-hmm. I believe it's the first one in Scotland it's an 8 metre wide row spaced seed drill that converts to inter row weed as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, massive investment. Yeah, I can so, imagine it would be. Yeah. Um,
0: Are you using auto steer your tractors
1: now? We're using auto steer on one tractor at the moment and a guidance on another been using GPS guidance for the last six or seven years um, and can see the benefit of using it and if the cost got a wee bit cheaper, we probably have it on all, all yeah. tractors.
0: The benefit's been um, I suppose less overlaps and less driver fatigue and all that
1: Yeah, it's definitely less less overlaps, probably more driver fatigue figuring it out for a start but yeah <laughs> but, um, <laughs> And then a whole whole new set of technical guidance you need from dealers and things definitely has a place and has a potential to replace the driver in the seat come time. Well, this is it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it has been done
0: already in some places. Yep. No, it's the legislation isn't quite catching up. but It's very interesting, interesting seeing what
1: trials and things is going on. Yeah.
0: Um, your thoughts on cultivations, Robin? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, really, right, my, not so really, my not really yeah. my
2: expertise, I'm afraid, <laughs> but uh, I mean the chameleon thing is, is is quite an interesting one so that that came came about. I guess you've been looking into options, but we yeah, had the trip out to Sweden uh, in just March, finalized so the just pushed, the you list. At, <laughs> pushed you over the edge <laughs> to buy one. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean what we saw out there was very impressive. So mm-hmm. I guess that was the driver to to, that to trip go. to
0: the risk project was it? Yes, yeah, was it was the risk RIS 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 RIS
2: project on uh, organic orchard rape. Oh. Yeah. Well I suppose you'll let it this bit out but <laughs> <laughs> you can have to now. <laughs> <chill> <laughs> um no that's not a mm-hmm. rest, it doesn't matter I can mention risks, I think. No, uh, I, meant, I mean, just meant the fact that uh, yeah, yeah, the cultivation side's not really my strength, okay, I'm okay, afraid. Do you
0: want to say anything about soil health then? Um, in regards to the organic system, maybe again I suppose back to cultivations a little bit, do you think? Yeah. Do you think there's potential for a mintel to be improving soil health? there is, is is that more relevant organic system as opposed to conventional
2: you need to be pretty knowledge aware in terms of what you're using your systems for because it won't work in all situations I think that's that's the thing there's a risk that you say oh we've got this system great right. it'll work and I think you just need to be a little bit rule out uh, everything. yeah a little bit careful
1: um, yeah mm-hmm. I think that's it's like the system chameleon it's not the one Answer for the whole system. There's other parts to the system as well. Yeah. Makes it a specialist bit of kit where the main operations is done by it, and then there's other operations the farmers themselves can do in between.
0: So just quick, do you want to go through exactly what the system's community can do in
1: all respect? It can sow. Sorry, it can it can harrow pre-sowing. It can sow your seed and then sh- then it goes on to a hydraulically movable frame, which um, moves at half a row width over, mm. and that then weeds in between the row. There's different feet that go on that can do wider row spacing and wide band wide band sewing. Mm. Have um, you uh, done any weeding with it yet? Unfortunately, not. No, okay. I sew everything at home on a wide row space spacing on the anticipation of getting a machine this year, but the machine I ended up getting wasn't the spacing that I'd sewn at, ah, because okay. I was looking at a new machine rather than a second-hand machine. Right, okay. Um, it can inter-row sew seed in between the rows, it sew fertilizer in between the rows, mm-hmm possibility is a change in the tank to sow liquid fertiliser in between the rows mm. um, I have a small seed kit mounted on the back so I can sow larger seeds out the main tank and smaller seeds out the back grass seed clover seeds mm. or f- organic fertilisers through the main tank and small seeds through the the second tank mm. um, can harrow post-sowing I think that's it <laughs>
2: it's quite it? the fact that you, you can kind of band spread your is probably quite useful yeah. because you get away with less material and yeah. still get a, the benefit, Yeah, particularly in an organic situation, that, that, that's mm. probably quite useful for example,
1: you could put in your if you put in a winter crop or and you wanted to put in a grass lay behind it, you usually got clover in that mixture and you'd be for autumn, autumn sowing clover, making it through the winter, so you could then scratch that end in, in the spring combined with a weeding. See, um, uh, so you could huddle the weeds out and then sow in behind, the behind you. Yeah.
2: And you get getting the mineralisation effect yeah. as well each time you go through Every it, time you go through the yeah. so Which again is a, is a boost. Um, in terms of particularly nitrogen I guess and mineralisation and availability of nitrogen for that crop so it's, yeah. it's, there's a number of things kind of going on yeah. that are positive. Have you done any weed harrowing or things like that in the past?
1: at all? Or? tried a wee bit of grass harrow weeding um, there there is benefits to it, we'll probably see later today as well I did some in the winter oats and left few strips undone. Well, I know where they are, but... The Scottish Farming Advisory Service provides a telephone advice line which you can call for free advice. The number is 0300 323 0161. Visit the FAS website at www.fas.scot to find out about free events near you.